There we go. <laughs> Everything is going wrong. Oh my oh, god. We're having a nightmare. We realised that only one of the mics actually, like, it, both of them work, but yeah. my laptop only has one input. Um, so this whole of the last podcast and all of this one, there's actually only one mic on. Yeah. Um, um, so that'll be why it sounds echoey. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. So we actually are going to order the kit to... To fix that for next week. Woo! So, something to look forward to. Yeah. We have spent a hot hour trying to set this up. Yeah, for sure. I got stuck at the side of my bed for a bit. It's been a nightmare. It's been a, a trying time. I know we're only two weeks in, but you'd think we might have remembered how to do it from last <laughs> week, but apparently not. Oh, well, welcome back to Gals of the Pet Walk, guys. <laughs> Week two. Here we go, baby. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was a race week this week. Of course. How exciting. Very exciting. But you were away. I was. I've been in London over the weekend, and I was very lucky to go and watch the race at F1 Arcade. I'm so jealous. It was unreal. I really want to do it at some point. Oh my god, we have to go and do it because it was so good. It really was so good. London's so expensive. I want the atmosphere. It was hideously expensive, in all fairness, but I mean, oh, I don't even know I should say how much the ticket was to watch. I mean, I guess it wasn't that bad, but it was bad. Cheaper than going to a Grand Prix. Oh, one million percent. (laughs) I had to watch the race by myself. It was so lovely. I know. I'm so sorry. It's so upset. Yeah, really upsetting. The anxiety I feel when I'm watching a race by myself is horrendous. No, it is horrid. I was sat there like, I was shaking. But in F1 Arcade, I could feel everybody's anxiety. Oh, Christ. Yeah. It was a good, good race weekend. Some people didn't enjoy it, but I... I, I don't know that I enjoyed the actual race. I like the race. I don't know. But we will get to it. We'll, we need to go through this in a structured manner of the whole weekend. Yes. I was actually also away this weekend, uh, but I managed to catch practice, and I watched the live timing of qualifying, but I didn't actually see qualifying. And I didn't see qualifying or any of the practices, but I did see the race, and I have watched the highlights, so I have the gist of what went on. So we're going to combine our knowledge this yeah. week. So I'll talk you through. The only really exciting thing from free practice... I like free practice because you get to hear about the updates, what's changed, what's going on, things you don't hear about during the race. Yeah, like the engineering stuff. Yeah. Like, that's fun. But the main takeaway from this practice was Checo's crash. Okay. It was like he heard Danny Rick was back in the grid and he <laughs> shat himself a little bit and went, fuck, the pressure's on here. Here we go. And then crashed immediately. Really fumbled the back. Which, um, you know, it's not an unusual occurrence for him at this point. No. But the main issue is that Red Bull have just introduced some upgrades to their car. Mm-hmm. And what happened when Chegg crashed was obviously they had to bring the crane in yeah. and lift the car up and showed everyone the bottom of the car again. So, yeah. So it was a repeat of Monaco. All teams have seen that the upgrades and the changes and what's going on with that yeah. other side. Never so, mind. Checo exposing Red Bull's secrets once again. Maybe he's doing it intentionally at this point. Well, yeah. He's just like, <laughs> mm, I want a bit more competition, so we're just going to flash everyone the yeah. bottom of the car. Or not Spice even it up. competition. It's just like, I know you're replacing me with Danny Rick, so yeah. I'm going to show everything whilst I can. I know I've got a year left, so I'm going to start kicking off now yeah. before you replace me. Yeah. I can't believe he's done it a second time. I know. Red Bull has no reason to replace him, like, performance-wise, because obviously he's doing really yeah, well no, in the yeah, races. He's a good driver. Uh, but they might want to replace him before he gives away any more secrets. Because <laughs> he might uh, be costing them a lot in that sense. Yeah. And that was really the only thing that happened in practice. And then 
what Danica being outrageous was that in practice or was that outside of practice that, might, that was outside of practice so one of the new things this weekend was the F1 Juniors broadcast yeah. which was very cute I do need to catch up on that um, it looked so cute I saw bits of it although I saw some clips of like what was going on there's things flying through the air oh I don't know what gosh. happened <laughs> and the little avatars they have for each of the drivers are kind of confusing because they all look kind of similar yeah, yeah they're yeah. all just like majority white guys and brown hair so it's a little bit confusing yeah. but Danica Patrick so she went on and bear in mind this broadcast when I told the kids it's four kids really trying to inspire this new generation of F1 watchers people yeah. who might have a career in F1 and she goes on and says the following so she was talking about like people coming into racing, especially women yeah. and uh, girls starting in karting and racing. And she said, at the end of the day, I think that the nature of the sport is masculine. It's aggressive. You have to, you know, handle the car. Not only just the car, because that's a skill, but the mindset that it takes to be really good is something that's not normal in a feminine mind, in a female mind. You have to be like me for, I know if somebody tries to bow up or make it difficult on me, I would go into like an aggressive kill mode, right? You just want to go after them and that's not a normal feminine thought. I say that because I've asked my friends about it and they're like, yeah, that's not how I think. What? I can't say I've been the biggest Danica fan anyway. Never. Um, I don't feel she adds anything to the broadcast. She doesn't no. actually have much knowledge about the sport. No, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She was an NASCAR driver. And imagine saying that on a broadcast to kids, to all the young girls out there. Yeah, it's not feminine to be a race car driver. Well, and it's not natural. Women aren't built for racing. Right. Like, shut up. Honest to God. You, it's just not even correct. And it wound me up. And the fact that she's trying to say, like, I'm not like the other girls. I'm built for racing. <laughs> yeah. But you guys aren't. Yeah. What? Idiot. It's actually mind-blowing. Women in F1 already have every man against them. Yeah. And now you don't even have women on your side? Like, what? I know. Surely we should all be uplifting each other and trying to encourage yeah. each other to break into this world. Especially because they've just launched F1 Academy, which is to try and boost women through the sport so that they can get more recognition and more time in an actually like high-performance car. And instead you've got racing drivers talking to young, impressionable kids, especially girls, and going, nah, it's not for you, you're not made for this. Also, are you looking at people like Oscar Piastri and telling me that man's got the mindset of a killer? Because <laughs> I would argue not. You tell oh, me George yeah. Russell's got them. Oh, actually, no. George, George is Russell. a killer. He George did. is a killer. Yeah, I take that back. Yeah. But like, <laughs> what? I just, you know, something so stupid. Yeah. That your brain cannot compute what has been said. But she always spouts something absolutely ridiculous. But this is just like a step too far because it's actually bringing other women down. And it's to kids as well. Like, at least we have the capacity as adults to have a bit of critical thought about it and go, that's bollocks. Yeah. But kids don't. No. Kids take what adults say as, as the word, as gospel. Like, Especially an adult that's been in a fast car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's where these kids want to end up. They're seeing this woman on the telly and they're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. that is unreal. It blows my mind. But I think it needs to be made a point of by as many people as possible. Especially other women within yeah, the sport that that is stupid so that it gets out to kids like ignore that yeah that's not helpful at all and it's not correct either so ridiculous just because you can make it into f1 right and that's mean the thing you need to say that other women can yeah or are not built for it she's for sure salty about it but that, that really rattled me this weekend that got to me and well if i had heard it when i was 
down, that would have ruined my whole weekend. Because it's the utter stupidity of it. Oh, it's just such a, like, the first weekend as well that they brought in this kids broadcast that's supposed to encourage kids to like the sport, get into the sport, work in the sport. If Naomi had been on that broadcast, we'd all be fine and Yeah, because everyone would have been uplifted. No one would have been told that they're too feminine to be in a sport that's built for men. But what other sport that women participate in are women in that sport saying to young girls? Nowhere. You've not got the mindset for the sport? Nowhere. I'm the only one with the mindset for the sport? Literally nowhere. In racing and things like NASCAR and IndyCar and things, you have women racing at the highest level. Yeah. So there's nothing to say about women's biology, physiology, that we can't be in the right. highest categories of racing. Formula One's no exception to this rule. Yeah. But, you know, can't say much more on it. That's my, I've said my piece. So if there's any young kids that are listening to this, but they probably shouldn't because we swear. Yeah. So first of all, if you do, sorry. Yeah, uh, Second of all, don't listen to that. Don't yeah. listen to people who tell you you can't do something and actually when someone tells you you can't do something like that Use that as motivation to go Yeah, through. let that push you to show that you can do that because yeah. you can be whatever you want to be And you can do anything you put your mind to You can be a racing driver, an yeah. engineer, a strategist whatever you want, yeah. okay? Don't let idiots like that tell you you can Facts Only week two and we're really cracking no. out the hard-hitting <laughs> Journalism here. <laughs> Look at us go. Qualifying. Yeah, quality. I obviously didn't see it. I went back and watched the highlights and I was watching the timings for it. Oh, well, maybe we should talk about the fact that it was run in a different format this weekend. Yes, yeah. true. So you weren't aware of this? No, I didn't know. Because you were just tuning in late. Yeah. But this weekend was the trial of the alternate format where Q1, they ran hards, Q2, mediums, Q3, softs. Yeah. I didn't have a strong opinion on this. I quite liked it because we saw a bit more variation. I mean, we saw the likes of Joe. Was he P5? Yeah, but he was P1 and he won. So it was good to see that, like, evening out the cars a bit because it wasn't about who's using what tyres when everyone was on the same. Yeah, it was just who's fastest on what tyre. And then obviously it's been brought into with the environmental impact of, like, it's taken it down from, what, 13 sets of tyres? Yeah. 11 now, so that's two less. Which, which is obviously way better for the environment. Yeah, and Formula One are trying to reach net zero by 2030, so... Yeah, I can't say there's anything negative from my point of view that came from it. I quite enjoyed the fact that it's given midfield teams a chance to give the top teams a run for their money because they've got the tyres there that they have to use, not the ones that they've got left over that they can use. Evened it out a bit, but I suppose there'll be people out there who completely disagree with that. Yeah, and hate probably. it. People hate change. Oh they my do. god. They do. But no, I think it worked quite well. Yeah. Maybe see it again at a different track and get a second thought on it. Yeah, hopefully. another another trial run. I'm not sure where they're doing it next. Yeah, I've not seen anywhere but where it is next. Um I have down for Quali as well about Carlos. Um this was his first time broke the street. I know, man. this is his first time not making it out of Q2. And it was Charles that knocked him out as well. I know, well. I couldn't believe that. Ferrari this weekend, not that they don't always have a shocker, but it was particularly <laughs> bad. And I know they still finished in the top 10, but it was. It was shocking. And it started qualifying and it all went downhill. Way downhill. But yeah, him getting knocked out by Charles, not that there's much that can be done in that situation. No. That was just unlucky yeah, and that just happened to be what, who it was. What it did, yeah. But it is quite an ominous sign. Very. If you're a spiritual person. Yes. I just, I feel there's so much tension that might be building now because there's just so much happening. I know. They need to sack. Sorry. Yeah. But we'll get to that because yeah. that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. 
episodes. Avril males were insane in qualifying. They both made it to Q3. But I know that Valtteri really likes that track. Yeah. I mean, quite a few of the drivers said that that is one of their favourite tracks. Uh, Which jo- was quite surprising. Because George did, but he was out. Yeah. So he had a shocker too. Very much so. It's one of Lewis's favourite tracks, mm-hmm. as we saw, because he got pole. Yes. And Which was very exciting to not have Max on there. Obviously, SD Best is a big fan of Hungary mm-hmm. and Valtteri. So it was good to see these people doing well. It was. Other than George. He, he redeemed himself in the race, but... He did. It's a popular track. I liked it. I don't mind. It's not my favourite race on the calendar. I feel like it's usually a pretty forgettable race. Yeah, it was a pretty... I'd say it was a pretty non-eventful qualifying. Although watching the live timings on my phone, I was actually sat having lunch with people. Um, and I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. Well, Max is at the top. Yeah. <laughs> and then seeing Lewis go first... Having to like silently scream in my head and yeah. not, yeah. uh, that was exciting. Because in my head, I was like, if there's one man that can stop Red Bull winning for one weekend, it's Lewis. And it just wasn't. No. His start was atrocious in the race. It's just awful, man. Really bad. I had so much hope. So much hope. And then it tanked really quickly. It did, yeah. But I woke up on Sunday morning. I was full of optimism for that race. I was mm-hmm. like, I feel it in my bones. Today is the day that a Red Bull doesn't win. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Dreams crashed. But I'm going to continue with that mindset every weekend. I think it's a good way to go. Anytime someone that's not Max has got pulled, I'm like, yeah, it's this weekend. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. And then, no. We've got to gaslight ourselves into thinking that everything's going to work out for someone that's not Max. It's like how I gas, my- gas myself? Gas? <laughs> gaslight myself every week that Ferrari might do better. And they yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I think this is clearly... We should just have a segment every week uh, where we just talk about how Ferrari have failed us again. Always. I joked earlier that we will probably be about 70 by the time they get on the podium or get first. Yeah, I'll have a walk instead. But also, I think Charles will probably still be racing for them at that point because he's, <laughs> he's still waiting on that World Drivers' Championship with them. Of course. And there's an ongoing list from this weekend of shortcomings by Ferrari. There definitely is. Even, like, the basic things. Charles had no water that whole race. None. Which is insane because he complained about it at the start. And it was so hot. Like, you saw the drivers afterwards look like they were going to die because it was roasting. And, and it was a long race. drove for two hours with no water. And he still looked great afterwards, so, you know, well, props to him. at least there's that. <laughs> he looked, looked like a hydrated king, but he really wasn't. It was sweat. And not only that, his microphone wasn't working because that first radio message came on. And yeah, all like crackly. Oh, it was like... <laughs> I was like, great, cool. Thanks, Charles. Know exactly what's going on. Yeah. So at least there was no ominous uh, Leclerc radio message. Or not as many this weekend. Yeah. Because no one could hear what he was saying. Yeah. The only one we got was Charles asking Xavi, what strategy? And Xavi goes, we'll get back to you at the end of the race. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're kind of supposed to know the strategy whilst you're in the race. I, after it. And Charles's response was something just along the line of, because like, what? This that's my thing about it. sometimes people say things so stupid yeah you can't comprehend it because how do you respond to that what do you mean like we don't know we're not starting out next year right now i need to know the strategy now i actually would have just parked the car and walked away at that point because what's the fucking point i do not know how charles has the patience for this because i don't 
And I don't even drive the damn car. I think his patience is wearing really thin at the moment. But what will it take for them to get rid of that man? But I think that they're going to wait until summer break and do a reshuffle. I hope so, because there's some serious issues going on in Ferrari. Yeah, there is. And it's not like it's recent. This is ongoing. Because drivers have to be, like, totally in sync with their track engineers for everything to work out. So I think that they want, like, a good gap of time to get him used to a new engineer. Yeah. Or this is what I'm talking myself into happening. Yeah. Let's all manifest yes. collectively listeners and podcast hosts mm-hmm. that Xavi will be out by the end of summer break. Pray for it, guys. Yeah. At least him. Like, if not other people at yeah. this point. Because whoever's in charge of strategy, we've got to have some words here. Oh, God, I know. Carl's getting left to do his own strategy. Because Idiots. every race... Why do they do it? Every race, it's just, Carl's, what do you want to do? Or they'll tell him what to do, and he's like, no. He's that- like, I've got a better idea because you can't do your job. I saw a meme the other day, and it was just like all the roles that Carlos holds in Ferrari, because he's doing everything. Literally get holding the team man. together. I paid a lot, but get that man <laughs> Because he's holding that team together. Fred needs to start kicking some butts here. But I thought Fred was going to come in and, like, totally transform the place, but he's just sat there and chilled where Matea left. Like, what's going on? And we did see a thing today that, um, allegedly, allegedly, Christian Horner was offered a lot of money to go and be team principal for Ferrari. And yeah. he turned it down and he got more money from Red Bull. I don't think there's any danger of him actually going to Ferrari unless no. it was a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Um, but I just know that if he had gone there, all these people would be out the door immediately. Yeah. Because it's quite obvious that that is a huge problem. Yeah. And there must be so many better people waiting for a job there. But surely they've got a fat stack of job applications because everyone watching the race... I mean, I think we could come up with a better strategy and between us, we probably don't even know half of what we're supposed to do to be a strategist. If we stuck our heads together, give us one mic and we'll have it sorted. <laughs> we'll just have to drive fast. Yeah, zoom. Go quick, go. Yeah. Because it's just, it's so, yeah, every weekend, fresh hope and then quickly diminishes to nothing. And then after the race, I just feel depressed. It is so destroying being a Ferrari fan. It's sad, really. Yeah. I, I made a joke that I am going to convert to being a McLaren fan. Uh, but I was actually spent most of this race I'd given up on Charles and Carlos Same. from the second this race started I was behind Oscar Same. his start was amazing I was screaming for him when I say scream, I was literally in my flat by myself my poor neighbours I was like Oscar come on <laughs> go like oh it was I was so excited for him yeah I was so I was convinced he was going to get a podium I was like yes this is Oscar's weekend go on he was shafted by that safety car last week yeah he's gonna come in and he's getting his podium yes and then they did this pit stop and he came out behind lando i was like shit never mind yeah uh and that was the dream crushed it was the dream i did think he was gonna get a cheeky uh a cheeky third place but yeah but then he struggled with his tire management yeah lando's pace was better yeah i do think it was the right call then so i can't be too mad because if oscar had stayed in second and Lando was behind him they would have been caught by Lutz yeah um so it was the right choice inevitably they did play the right game this weekend yeah but it was still disappointing very but he'll get it because I mean he's definitely the best of all the rookies like he's killing it right now yeah oh he's he's unreal and I know like this is unpopular opinion because Danny got sacked off but for McLaren it was the right call to go with Oscar 
it's worked out for them. I know if Danny had been driving this car, he would have been flying around too, but his relationship with them, part of what makes it work, you're looking at me like you're gonna cry or murder me. Part of the, like, what helps a driver prosper is when they've got a good relationship with their team. That's quite obvious. Danny did not have that, and that's not his fault. Um, but they made the right call. And it worked out, because Danny's on the grid. He drove well. He got a P13. He did, he got his P13. So we can't be too upset. So you don't need to look like you're going to cry, because everything always works out in the end, unless it's Brown. But fuck Zach Brown. Okay, yeah. There we go. Should I Yeah, I had to get that out. Okay. I'm just <laughs> up there. Oh my god, I just can't with that man. Idiot. <laughs> this is a Zach Brown hate club. Always. It's pretty exclusive. We've got badges and everything. If you want to sign up, just drop us a DM, guys. That's our first merch line. Zach yeah. Brown hate club. Yeah. Oh no, we'll get done for community guidelines like mine. I put that TikTok clip up of George <laughs> Russell and I woke up this morning taken down for bullying and harassment. You telling me George Russell himself reported that. No, he didn't. No. But I got it to, um, I peeled it and it's back, so. Ha <laughs> It's hilarious. You just need to go and watch it if you haven't already. It's so funny. But that's very sidetracked anyway. Uh, Joe Gwen used anti-stall. Oh, God. When the lights went out, couldn't believe it because I was really, I was rooting for him. I was excited because he was starting high up and he was putting in a mighty shift this weekend. He was, he was. Um, and then he anti-stalled on the, on the grid and ended up causing a collision, so... I didn't even see, it happened so quick that all I saw was Ocon flying to the end. <laughs> so I didn't know where it started. I didn't know what happened. I just saw an alpinist flying through the air. Yes. And that was it. Yes. And apparently the impact was so hard, it split his seat into two. Yeah. Esty so, Bestie had uh, half a seat. He did go to medical and he was fine. Good. So, because we love Esty Bestie. We do. We don't love Tripod. Uh, Pierre Gasly. I don't mind it. Yeah. You're not a fan. No. Nah. He's like... He's smug. He's got a smug face and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see actually how it happened. All I saw was Danny at the back of the grid. Joe was gone. Yeah. Daniel managed to get up past Joe Guanyu because he stalled. Um, then when Joe tried to catch up, he tapped Daniel's wheel, mm-hmm. which then sent Daniel into Esteban, and Esteban then hit Pierre and went flying over the top of him. So it wasn't it wasn't a good chain of events, but that forced both of the Alpinuses to retire. I thought it'd be fun because we always do our driver of the day. Yes. Uh, we vote during the race. I thought it'd be fun if we shared our driver of the day. So mine was George. Um, I actually, on Sunday, I kind of panicked because I realised I only had a minute to do it. I didn't vote for George, I voted for Oscar. But upon reflection, my driver today is George. Yeah. Because I drive from P18 to P6, or P7, and then Charles had this penalty, which we haven't even touched on yet. Don't even want to touch on that. (laughs) It was a mighty drive. It was. And I feel this was overlooked because it was really impressive. And George talked about afterwards how the strategy team, they said that they were aiming for a P11 and that for them, best case scenario was a P7 if everything went extremely well. And it did. And it worked out for him. And it was a good... Well, I was about to say it was a good drive. It was a great drive. Mm-hmm. So you can hit him all you want, but he's 
fantastic driver when he's not crashing into people. Yeah, when he's not playing dodgems, he's, he's decent, isn't he? Mine was Oscar. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm so buzzing for him at the moment because like, this is obviously his first year in F1. He came into the sport with a bang and then he's he had a tough time of it with the tractor at the start of the season. <laughs> and now he's like, he's fighting for it and I'm just, I'm buzzing for him. It's not very often that you see a rookie that far up the grid a lot so I'm, yeah. I'm happy for him he's really proving himself yeah but if you if like if you know me you know that i was not an oscar fan at the start of yeah. this season because I, I was a massive danny rick fan and the way that all of that happened was very very poor but as we said it's all worked out breathe out release the negative energy it's over now it was all a bad dream and now it's all it's fine it's resolved they're both happy yeah. and they're both in different teams. Yeah. It's all worked out. And Daniel got away from Zach. And then I've also got um Logan Sargent. Oh, bless him. Like I was saying last week, you know, he's not he's not performing well and he was holding his own for a bit there, but then he had a spin. And, and he was out. Yeah. He was crying after the race. And I just I, do you know as much as he's not my favourite, I, I do feel for him, like, because he's come into this incredibly tricky sport and he's not getting the hang of things. He's in a tough position. The only other rookie left is flying around in that yeah, McLaren, scoring yeah. big points now, and the other rookie sacked. I know, he'll be, he'll be quaking in his boots. The like. only other person who had zero points sacked, and we can't, can't count Daniel, because yeah. he's just started. Yeah. So he must be crapping himself now and he was yeah he was crying he had his um his garage engineers were comforting him in the the photos that i've seen of it but it's it's just really sad because i think like their whole life's built up to the moment that they get into formula one and it's obviously not going as well as he thought it would so it just i don't know i think he's got to just keep keep being determined yeah he can't yeah he can't lose hope fingers crossed for him that williams will you know give him another season because i feel that's only fair so I'm still, I, as much as I love seeing Danny back, still sad for Nick. But um, um, yeah, fingers crossed here that Logan gets another, another shot. Because it's like I know he's not putting in the same results as Alex. Unless they're putting in Mick Schumacher. No, I actually, as much as I love Mick, Logan deserves a longer chance than so does one Mick year. Schumacher. Because I do think Logan's got shh. <laughs> it's not about me. We spent all last week talking about me. You'll be on the list of banned words next. So oh, you don't, don't, yourself, no, don't, eh? let, don't let me ban. I just think he deserves a another season. But yeah, we need to do need to talk about this whole Ferrari pit stop situation. I wish we didn't. Uh, it shouldn't have happened. And both Ferraris locked up on pit entry. What was that? That was the first what issue. What was that? And then a ten second pit stop. When that happened and I was staring at the screen, I just froze because I was like, I'm going to jump. That's it. I'm out. See you later. I was stood in the middle of F1 Arcade crying with a Ferrari dad who, I'm not being (laughs) funny, he was there with his like 14 year old son. Like he was in his Charlotte Claire top and I'd seen him, locked eyes with him, soul destroying. I seen both of our souls actually pack their bags and walk downstairs to leave because it was really like, I was like, oh, for God's sake, surely not. You heard every Ferrari fan in there just die. And then obviously after that, Charles is trying to make up as much time as he can, comes in, speeds into the pit, pit lane on his second stop, gets a five second penalty. I couldn't believe it. I was like, 
As soon as they said it was getting investigated for speeding with pit lane, I was like, I didn't even wait to hear no, that they were going to No, because obviously it was getting investigated. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, they love handing out penalties to Ferrari. <laughs> Not to Red Bull, though, but they love handing them to Ferrari. Yeah. So it was a disaster. It game. was. And they still finished in the top 10. But it's not results. Ferrari should be... They, they have the capabilities to get so much more. We've as, seen it. As we said, the problems are so obvious. Sack these people. Right. I like I know the pit lane thing. That like speed that's Charles's fault. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a perfect man. No. And he, you know, he has his moments. But like we could at least eliminate some of the error that is the rest of the team and then maybe yeah. bounce it out of it. Yeah. But why do Ferrari think that pitting first is the pinnacle of great ideas? Because they shaft themselves every weekend. Yeah. Every weekend. Because they pit them way too early and then they're stuck halfway down the grid. They're both amazing drivers and they both deserve way better than this team. Which is why last week I said I want Charles at a different team. Because as a Charles fan, I cannot cannot cope with this kind of heartbreak for my man. He's been through enough heartbreak in his life. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, I need to see him leave. But I want the boys together. Put them both in Audi. Oh, good shout. Charles, Audi 2026. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing the vision. This is actually, this gave me a good thought. It's not related to anything. Okay. About. Team principal for Audi. Mm. I'll have the job. No. Who? Go, do it. Who? Matea, come back! <laughs> That's what happens. They go, Charles and Cos, we're going to have you at Audi. But we're bringing the team back! Yeah! They would be like, I'm leaving the sport. <laughs> uh-uh. Right? That would be so funny. I'd lose my mind. So far off. You know, we came organised with these little notebooks on our list this time. We have, but do you know what? I actually think we've made it through everything on our list. I think we have. Yeah. Oh, no. No, we haven't. We've got to talk about Lando on the podium. Ooh, go Lando! just smashed up a 60,000 euro trophy. Yeah, a handmade very expensive <laughs> trophy that I think took many, many months to Six make. Six months, I believe it and was. Lando did his signature celebration. He bopped that champagne bottle off the podium and Max's trophy went tumbling. I've seen this from 20 Every angles angle. at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, we just have to make clear that it was not his own trophy that he broke, but it, it was, was Max Max's. Verstappen's first place. Trophy. Also, everyone called those trophies ugly. I think they're amazing. Are you I joking? They're, they're art. Stunning. It is. It's artwork. Um, but yeah, the trophy died. Yes. And everyone <laughs> yeah. thought it was really funny. Yeah. And I'm sure the guy who made it did not think it was funny. Oh no, for and sure. Everyone they cried. thought it was hilarious, except Christian Horner, who is trying to get Lando to pay for it. Although I'm not sure if he was joking or not. Uh, well, I don't know because you can never tell with him. Yeah, and I mean the autism and sarcasm don't mix, so it's right over my head anyway. I don't like. I don't know because I didn't hear him say it. I just seen it the news like, reports. Like I was reading what he said, and I, I don't know. It was like a joke with a with a hint of serious. Yeah, yeah. But it was quite funny, and I'm glad that they all laughed at all. Yeah, same. It was good. Lando must have felt mortified. Oh, he must have been dead embarrassed. Like yeah. I actually would have just hit myself with the bottle of champagne and left. <laughs> I'm worried that <laughs> now he won't do his celebration anymore out of fear, but maybe he'll just check that there's no trophies in the line of fire now. Yeah. And then. The other thing I've written down is really the big topic of the moment for no one else but for Jazz, and this is uh, Latifi and his little Instagram post we had recently. Latifalicious. Latifalicious is going to business school to take over Nutella! This is so exciting! 
Okay. He hasn't actually said this to take over Nutella. I know I it is. I feel it in my heart. I didn't even think about it when I read it. I was just like, oh, that's nice. He's pursuing his dreams and he's going to business school. And Jazz hasn't seen it. And I told Jazz. <laughs> and she just went, Nutella bar is becoming Nutella King. <laughs> Nutella. I was actually ecstatic. That was the best news. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy for him. I know. I am. I'm glad he's he's doing something now because I was worried about him for a wee moment there. Yeah. I mean, becoming Mr. Nutella probably wasn't high on his list of things to do, but he's doing it. He yeah, it was his dream that he, you know, wanted to do something like this when he'd finished racing. Yeah. It's just come a bit earlier than he would have thought. Definitely has. Because he couldn't actually remember the layout of the track or how to drive a car whilst he was racing, but fingers crossed that Nutella works out better for him. Ooh, they put his face on all the jars. I would buy every Nutella jar I've seen if his face oh, was on it. I think they should put Latifi's face on some jars. Yeah, or even if it's just on the lid, like take the actual Nutella name off the lid and just put his on face on the gold on foil it. inside. <gasps> you stab through it. That's luxurious. <laughs> what stabbing your butt and I feel Latifi's face? Yeah. His foily face. His golden foil face. <laughs> what a guy. So happy for him. That's a bit of good news. I know, it is. A bit of good news so, for our man. If you've had a shit week, uh, at least know uh, Nicholas Latifi, who was already very, very rich, is probably going to become even richer! Yeah! Nepotism, got all of it. He's our favourite Nepple baby. Yeah. No, Carlos oh. is my favourite Nepple baby. Yeah, maybe Carlos, Lancelot, and Latifi. Latifi. I don't know if we said this in the podcast last week. But somehow Lance Stroll, Jazz decided that his name must be, like, Lance must be short for Lancelot. It has to be short for Lancelot. And it stems from the fact that we found that his surname is not Stroll, it's Strollovich. And then they've shortened to Stroll, and Jazz went, well, surely Lance short for Lancelot. Can confirm, it's not. It surely just is, though. They've just sealed the record. We've looked on Google, there's nothing anywhere, his name is Lance. No, nah, it's like, Lancelot. It has to be Lancelot. It has to be, who's just calling their kid Lance? Well, apparently so. No, it's Lancelot. Okay. It for sure is Lancelot. So he's now lovingly known as Lancelot. Yeah. So slowly we're going to nickname everyone on the group. And Latifi is Latifalicious. Which the first time Jazz said that to me, I thought I was going to pee myself laughing. <laughs> Latifalicious. I just say, I say these things in my head and I forget sometimes that like no one's in my head but me. <laughs> Well, it's when you first called him Nutella Boy. Because I obviously know who Latifi is. Did I know his connections to Nutella? No, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, so funny. The joys of being new to the sport. So that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And I told my flatmate who does not watch F1 but knows all the gossip because I tell her. Yeah. I told her that it also blew her mind. Nutella boy. Nutella yeah. king. Nutella king, he's been promoted. So slowly we're going to come up with nicknames for every driver. Yeah. Grussell, Latifalicious, Lancelot. Mm-hmm. Who else we got? Anyone else? Um. Esty Bestie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's already got that one. Yeah. Tripod. Christ. So we're going to have a full list. And he who shall not be named. Who's that? Are you joking right now or not? No. Zach Brown! Oh, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> You're right. We will not name him. Clearly Jazz hates him that much. He's actually suppressed from him. Yeah, I he, do. I try and block it He out. doesn't exist in Jazz's short-term <laughs> <laughs> No, he doesn't. Just in the long-term trauma side of things. Yeah, he's filled it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she's fuming again, it's in the eyes, it's built up. I should have said it. I actually hate it. I should have played dumb. Oh no. 
Oh god, never mind. I think we're gonna have to end it there. We might uh, do like. Jazz might boil over. Yeah, I need to go and punch something. There could be a hole in this wall very oh, soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Well, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, our next race is Spa. Spa, Your my favourite track. That's my favourite track. A bit of a sad one. It is a sad track, um, which obviously is not the best. Especially with Delano. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. What a shame. I think it's going to be a bit of a, a sombre race. It is. It's, it, well, it's always a sombre race. But particularly uh, yeah. fresh now, too. Yeah, very fresh this year. So, hopefully no rain. Oh, fingers crossed. Really, fingers crossed for no rain. And that everyone rests as well, and it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Everyone behaves. Yep. But yeah, we'll have another podcast this time next week. Yep. And then I'll be off to Berlin, and I'll Exciting. be back. Exciting. And then we might even have some video for the one after that. Oh, yeah. Because we have our, our four-week break. We do. From racing, so. And we'll be uploading still. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, that's it for this week. Yeah. yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Smashed it. Smashed it. Smashed it. Nice. Nice.